0: I don't have to want for anything. I don't have to want, I never have to walk, I don't have to want for anything. I don't have to want, I never have to want, I don't have to want for anything. I don't have to want, I never have to want, I don't have to want for I don't have to walk, I don't have to walk for anything, the Lord is my shepherd, he's my father, I don't have to walk for anything, he's my father, great provider. I don't have to want for anything I don't have to want I never have to want I don't have to want for anything I don't have to want I never have to want I don't have to want for anything I don't have to want I never have to want I don't have to want for anything I don't have to want I never have to want I don't have to want for anything I don't have to want I don't have to want for anything. The Lord is my shepherd. He's my father. I don't have to want for anything. He's my father, great provider.
1: Bible this morning. We're in the book of Acts chapter 3. Very nice to have each and every one of you here you. this morning. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. And, um, some of you are in great danger of becoming regulars around here. And we're glad of that. And we're real glad of that. Last Sunday we uh, we were about to run out of parking space and I said this is a good problem. and That's why we're trying to build a brand new building to have more parking and more seats and more Sunday school space and so on and so forth. And God has very wonderful things planned, and I'm so happy that you want to be a part of that. I'm in Acts chapter 3, and let us look at verse 19. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Everybody said praise the Lord. I want to minister for a little while this morning on God change. God change. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. There's a particular verse that I would like to give you this morning found in Isaiah 61. One particular thing, but I'll read you a little bit. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings. Don't you like good tidings? A whole lot better than sad and bad tidings. So to preach uh, these good tidings unto the meek, unto those that will humble themselves to it and submit themselves to it, all right? He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, repairs broken hearts, and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Many people's prison is right here, and you get bound, bound by spirits and bound by things that just tie up your mind and your life. But he's come to take care of that. He said to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and he said the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Verse 3, to appoint unto them that mourn. Now, mourn is talking about being sad. That's what people do, uh, particularly at funerals. They mourn. They're they're unhappy. Uh, Somebody has left this life, and so they mourn about it. They're in mourning, okay? They're grieving. So to anoint, or to appoint, rather, unto them that mourn in Zion, To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. God change. Now that's the change we want. We want God change. When the writer in the book of Acts, here we have come on the heels of the fulfillment of this very passage of verses found in Isaiah 61. We have God Almighty, who is a spirit, and you cannot see him with your natural eye, and he has chosen to show himself visibly so that people could see him with the natural eye. And during the days of the flesh, the flesh that He produced through a willing vessel by the name of Mary, He spoke the word, and it was so. That which was conceived in her was of His spoken word, His holy word, His Holy Spirit. And she brought forth that babe, that flesh, that child, that son, that visible manifestation or visible showing of the invisible spirit. And in that flesh, in that son, in that child, Dwell the very fullness of God's Spirit bodily. And the Scripture teaches that He would be called Wonderful and Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. We have but one Father, and His name is Jesus. Because His name was always Jesus, it just always wasn't revealed. But there came a day, there came a time, there came a moment in the fullness of time When the Spirit dispatched an angel, and messenger, and said, Thou shalt call His name Jesus, for He shall save His people from their sins, not in their sins, but from their sins. There's going to be a God change. We're going to get the change that God gives. And so as He went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil, and as He went about teaching and preaching and witnessing and showing all manner of good things and training people, and the time came where He was going to be crucified. He foretold of it, and He steadfastly and resolutely said, I'm going up there, and I'm going to lay down my life. They're not taking it from me. I'm laying it down. I'm willingly giving this flesh, this prepared body, this sacrifice. I'm going to give it for everybody because the Spirit so loved the world that He gave that flesh. He provided that sacrifice, and that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So He was making the way as a plan here, and it's a good plan. It's a it's a plan that He said it's uh, the Spirit of the Lord. I'm putting it upon that that ministry and that church and and this whole program. I am putting my Spirit, starting with this flesh that you're going to see. Not only am I going to be in Him to the fullness but I'm going to put my anointing on Him. And He's going to come forth and He's going to work among you. And He's going to provide something here. He's going to make the way so that you can have a God change in your life. Not change just for the sake of changing. But I'm going to give you God change. Spirit change. Holy change. Righteous change. Happy change. I'm going to do things right here. I'm going to preach good tidings to you. I'm not coming with a sad sack message. I'm not coming as a prophet of doom. Because for the people that get the God change, there's not going to be any doom, there's not going to be any thick, dark clouds and billows of smoke and fire and brimstone. It's not going to be separation from Him, eternal death for all of eternity. Time will be no more. There'll just be no time to deal with it. It just goes on and on and on. You're not going to be there because He said, I've come to give you God change. One writer said uh, he was inspired to say he was waiting for till His change came. Well, you got to start with everything to have a beginning here. And that's where Jesus giving His life, that flesh that is on the cross. And that He did rise again from the dead on the third day. Because the Spirit withdrew from that flesh, and the flesh was taken and buried, and the flesh was risen again by the reentering of that Spirit into that body, and glorified that body, and showed that body with many infallible proofs. And the disciples began to realize that He is not dead. He has risen just like He said He would. He said, I have power to lay my life down, and I have power to raise it up again. <laughs> Invested in that flesh was all power in heaven and earth. So, having risen again from the dead and having given them instructions, and assuring them and reassuring them. And he sends them with with explicit instructions that repentance and remission of sins is to be preached in his name. What's that name? Thank you that name is Jesus you have no hesitation about that you have no doubt about that you're not going to bother with many other different things that you could call him you could call him Alpha you could call him Wonderful you could call him Father but you better begin it and you better end it with the name that's above every name and that's the name of Jesus Christ for whatsoever you ask you're told to ask it in that name whatsoever you do you're told to do it in that name that's what your Bible says what your Bible says. The whole world is waiting for the God change. Some people don't know that, and some people fight that. Some people resist that. Some people want a party. They don't know that the real party is in church. They don't know that the real party is when you get this God change. When you repent and you become converted, you get a change. Converted, you changed it's not just a change to change it's not just a fad it's not just some worldly fashion it's not just something to follow around and do for a little while We talk, you know I'm going to tell you and you're going to love this one but it's just the truth you can go on a diet honey and you can lose that 50 pounds but if you don't change your eating habits you're going to put 50 and plus more right back on you you need a change and God said we're not going back to the old way we're getting a change for the good that's going to change your whole way of thinking and we're going to continue on in that change, that God change that God change, we're going to change the habits and we're going to change the habitations or where we used to hang out at, we're not going to be there anymore you know that old song, the things I used to do, I don't do them anymore things I used to love, I don't love them anymore got no love for that anymore I've given all my love to him and I'm getting the real love coming back I'm getting the real thing I'm not getting the lust of this world and trying to call that love I'm getting the love of God shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit by the Holy Ghost by the power and the glory of God Almighty you to get that I'm waiting for my change that's what one writer said well the change begins As a man was told one day, recorded in John chapter 3, a very intelligent man by this world's standards, and evidently he had the real intelligence coming around him because he decided, I need to find out what's going on here because, hey, Jesus, we know that you've come from the Spirit, and we know that you're a teacher of the Spirit, and because, man, what's going on in the the God change that's taking place in people's lives around here," he said. "Some of these people, I've had to judge them and put them in jail. I've had to fine them and all kinds of things." He said, "But I'm seeing a change in them. I'm seeing I'm seeing lots of good God change in their lives. They're not in those places anymore. They're not in the jailhouse anymore. They're they're not down at the corner anymore, and down in the bars and the and the clubs anymore. They're not doing all the different kinds of bad things that injure and destroy not only them but the people around them. They're not in the same." downhill pattern that they've been in. Now things are changed for the good, and I'm seeing that, so I need to talk to you here, and I need to learn about this, because this is something great that's going on here. I've come to talk to you about it. These are miracles. These are miracles. Miracles. I had a lawyer out here, came out here, they had some business, and Lawyers done a few pieces of business for the church, coming from over in West Palm area. And uh, when the lawyer came, it's a lady lawyer, and she had a closing downtown. And she called me. She said, "I'm going to to be there." And she said, "You know, I've told her about the church and everything." So she's, I said, "Okay. So you're going to come look at the, the church, new building, and everything?" She said, "Yeah, I'm here. I got As a matter of fact, the uh, notary hasn't showed up, and so you know, I've got I've got a little bit of time right here." So I said, "Well, me and the man are down here at the church. You just come on by." So I introduced her around and we walked around and I showed her uh, different things of the building and and everything was a joke. You know, some people fend off the conviction they're feeling by making jokes. They got jokes, you know. And so uh, as she kept kind of joking, I just kept boring in. And I began to tell her about the things that God, some of the things that God has done, and uh, told her about one individual, and that would be my wife. That some 12 years ago, I think it was, at least, that she was healed of cancer. That the x-rays positively said it was there. And they put her in the room and they put her on the gurney. And they said, we're taking you in and we're going to do surgery. But before we do that, we're going to take one more x-ray. And when the doctor came out, he's coming out ever which way. I, it's gone, he said, reverend. It's gone. I don't have to do any surgery. When I told her about that, just looked at me. I'm telling you, my God, no man can do these miracles except it be of God. Not fake and not phony. It's a big old world, but if the books that should be written, of all the things that Jesus Christ has done and continues to do through his church, were written The world itself, we don't suppose, could contain them. He has done so many great and glorious and wonderful things. She said, is she still healed? I said, oh, yes, still healed. You know, I'm telling you, my God wants to make a God change here. He steps up and He wants to make a God change. And what He says is so. A door He opens, nobody shuts. You need to believe in His power and His glory and His love. You need to meekly and humbly submit yourself to God's Word. God's word. Whole world is waiting for the God change, whether they know it or not. But sometimes they stubbornly persist in initiating their own change, do it their way, find something else to that bumps them off the path to getting the God change. But the writer said, "Repent and be changed. Be converted. Be changed." Because you know why he said, "Because then your sins can be blotted out." Well, that's a good thing. Because, you know, people are going to have to give account for those sins. They're going to have to answer to God. But you see, when you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, all your sins are forgiven. They're sent away by God, and they're remembered no more. Isn't that nice? You don't remember them no more. He's not going to bring it back up 30 years from now. He's not going to bring it up when we go into eternity. He's not going to bring that up. It's all going to be taken care of by the blood That is in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you get baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, the water don't turn red. It's your faith in His name. The blood and the life is in His name. And that's why it is eternally important that you are baptized in water by full immersion in the name of Jesus Christ who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. They're not three persons. They're three manifestations. He's the Father in creation. He's the Son in redemption. And He's the Holy Ghost in the believer's heart in the church. The same God. He wears all the hats. He is the God of gods. And he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. I want you to believe in Him this morning, according to the Scriptures. So, as they come bouncing out of that upper room and they're all filled with the Holy Ghost, they've all spoken tongues as the, or other languages as God's Spirit gave them the ability to do so. And having been freshly baptized with the Holy Ghost, because Jesus sent them there and said, you preach repentance and remission of sins in my name. And you do it beginning at Jerusalem, the beginning place. And as he started, Jesus started the congregation known as the church, the congregation, the body of Christ, the body of believers and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak with other tongues or languages as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Well then, I want you to know, Peter stood up and the eleven other apostles with him, and Peter began to preach. He began to tell them, this is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joe Who was he telling? Telling the whole known world that was gathered together. And they'd come to Jerusalem to worship, but this wasn't going to, this was going to be a worship day that they had never seen or heard of before. But now they were seeing it, and now they were hearing it with their own eyes, and their own ears. I told a young man in a restaurant the other day, I'd been witnessing to him, and I said, the next time I see you, I'd like to hear you quote Acts 2.38. And he said, I'll do it. So I had two of the, a brother and a sister with me, and this guy came, he came over to our table, and I said, "All right, how about it? He quoted Acts 2.38 for me. And he was a little choppy, but he got the gist of it. He said, "Uh, then Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Ghost. Well, that was good enough, wasn't it? He didn't leave out anything that was that much important at that point. I know our people can quote it backwards and forwards, but this is a brand new young man. I told him, I said, you believe that, and you don't let anybody talk you out of it. You read it for yourself in the Bible. There it is. Now believe it. Act on it. If you believe it, then you're going to do what it's telling you to do. If you say you believe and you don't do it, then you're not believing. Very simple. So I say to you, that the church bounced out of that upper room, Peter preaching the word, and as Peter preached the word, then, you know, I had a man tell me at the post office the other day, I gave him a church card and uh, invited him out, and he, uh, he started telling me all his religious stuff, and, and but he, he said to me, he said, Peter had the keys, and I said, that's what the Bible said. He wasn't the only one that got the keys, but I'll work with it. Peter had the keys. He was given the keys. And uh, in in being given the keys, then he kind of talked about Peter a little bit. And I said, yes. And I said, you know, when Jesus started his church by pouring out of his spirit, I said, then the Bible teaches that Peter was chosen to stand up and begin to preach. And then the Bible said, then Peter said unto them. Because, you know, he said Peter had the keys. And, And, you know, Peter this and Peter that. And I said, yes. And then Peter said to everybody who said, what shall we do? (laughs) And he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he went, "Uh uh-huh, that's right. And he moved on to something else. One ear, not the other, (laughs) Right over the top, dismissed it, just blind to it or fighting it. Now, let me tell you, you, there's nothing about God that you want to fight. You don't want to fight against him. You don't want to do that. Even the man that became known as the Apostle Paul, he had his God change. He, uh, he was asked the question directly, why are you fighting against me? That's a very hard thing to do. And his question was, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. I am Jesus. Jesus. You're fighting against me. That's who I am. Oh, uh, what will you have me to do? You know? And of course he said, uh, the Lord said, well, it's going to be told thee what thou must do. Didn't sound like it was going to be whatever you felt like doing or whatever you could dream up or whatever was in great grandma's almanac. You know, you're going to do what he said he's the lawgiver. It's what he entrusted and began his church and entrusted them with. And they have brought it the church started in Jerusalem. We are the foreign mission field folks and that church that Jesus started has gone everywhere and reaching to everywhere to bring this gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to every man, woman, boy and girl as a witness. And then the Lord's going to come. But right now we're still in the process of getting this message to everybody. And you a part of the everybody. You need to be a part of the whosoever will. I'm willing. I'm willing. I want to believe what you're saying. I want a God change in my life. I don't want the enemy having control of me anymore. I'm tired of giving myself over to him and he just destroying me and my life. I want i want the god change i want you in control i want you making the good changes in my life changes for the good changes for the good i had a man come here whew, many many years ago and uh he'd just gotten out of an institution He was suffering from some serious mental illness and his daughter uh, i guess somebody daughter somebody told him to come see me and i had a lived in a little trailer back here our family and uh he came, knocked on the door, I let him in. He must have smoked five or six cigarettes in, in 10 minutes. And uh, finally had to, you know, OK, let's not light another one, OK? He would take three or four puffs and fill up the whole place. And, and he'd put it out. And then next thing you know he's handshaking, he'd do another one. And uh, just in terrible shape. And uh, I listened to him ramble for two hours. At the end of the two hours, when he started in his tummy, the same thing again, I stopped him. And I said, nope. I said you need to listen now You've don't. you you've done your talking You don't need to talk anymore You don't explain anymore And I said uh, I'm going to pray for you I said I'm going to cast the devil out of you And you're going to be fine If you'll just work with what God has for you And so we did And one night I was in here praying Just had these side lights on I was just praying And a little person came in the door A little young lady about 20 years old And she made a little noise And I stopped praying I looked And I said can I help you And she said, yes, I just wanted to give you something. And she handed me $200, and I said, what in the world is this for? And she said, you prayed for my dad. And said, he's better. He's better. But you know, Dad didn't follow through. You see, Dad told me how that he had just gotten out of jail and that he was in a bar. Ding, 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 ding. And he said said, there was a fight, and I tried to break it up. And he said, I didn't know that one of the two guys that was fighting was an undercover cop. And he said, "I punched him," and he said, "They threw me back in jail." And I said, "Well, first problem there is, I said you were where you shouldn't have been. You didn't belong in a bar. You didn't belong where there's going to be fighting and shootings and stabbings and people drunk and crazy out of their mind and trying to show everybody how big and bad they are." And and you know we had a, a young man that we work with here, a young man that we work with here, and uh, he used to ride around on one of those little guys—not a motorcycle, but you know one of them homemade jobs. And he—it wasn't a four-wheel. is back too far, and he—he'd he'd ride all over the place. And he was as tough as as shoe leather or rawhide or something. He would ride that thing right through a barbed wire fence and never stop. Nick him all over the place, just keep chucking. He just keep going. But you know, he grew up. And how many times he was invited to church? How many times we prayed for him? How many times we talked to him? And he grew up, and he was—he—he he became aware of how tough he was. And uh, he, one day, he. He was in a bar right downtown here, and he, uh, he got in a little bit of words with some guy. And he was a tall kid and big, and he looking down at that guy and just running him down and insulting him. And he basically spit on the guy and threw him out the door. And uh, he went back to his drinking and laughing and everybody bragging on him, patting on the back. And all of a sudden, that little skinny guy walked back in the door, and five times shot him dead right there. Not another chance to do anything. Not another split second to change anything. It's all over. I want to tell you, you want to work with this God change because he's got a a change for you that's good. He's appealing to you. He's reaching for you. He wants to bring you out of the prison of your mind. He wants to get you out of a brokenhearted situation. He wants to bind it up. He's saying here, I want to I take away the, the ashes, you know, that people put on themselves and the, uh, the things of this life that even rain down on you and get all over you in life and just soil you and and, and make it miserable for you. And he, he's saying, I want to take that away, and I want to get rid of your dirt, and I want to give you the oil of gladness. I want to change your garment, You're so weighted down and so heavy loaded and so unhappy and depressed. He said, I want to take that away and I want to give you a a spirit of praise. I want to make a change in your life here. I want to get rid of all the bad and all the things that are hurting you and cutting you and destroying you and I want to make a change for the good. Will you repent and be changed? Will you repent and be changed that you might get all your sins forgiven and get the good thing that's coming from the presence of the Lord the Holy Ghost the gift of God that's what he wants to do for you he wants to you know the disciples coming fresh out of the upper room and Peter just gets done preaching and they're baptizing close to 3,000 the book said and baptizing these people in Jesus name and and, uh, next thing you know they're out and about the city, and there's opposition. They're getting thrown in into the jail by the or coming before the council or something. People are dragging them in and telling them not to preach in the name of Jesus. We don't want you to baptize in that name. We don't want you to preach in that name. We don't want you to pray for people. We don't want you to mention that name. But they kept on. They said, we got to obey God. We're not doing a bad thing. We're doing a good thing. We're not bringing bad change to people. We're bringing good change to people. We're bringing God change. God is in this. And one man even stood up that was a member of their own council, and he put the apostles forth a space where they could get a good view of them, and he said, you better be careful what you do concerning these men, this church, in other words. he said, because you know what? He said, there's been plenty rise up and think they were it. And they failed miserably. He said, but he said, in other words, if this is of man, it will fail. But if it's of God, you better watch out. You're going to wind up fighting against God. You don't want to fight against the good change that God is affecting in people's lives. Pulling young people off the street. Getting them away from the wrong kind of lifestyle. Getting them away from the pressure to join gangs. Gangs. You don't want to fight that. You don't want to fight that. There was such a good change that the church, that God wrought through the church in one particular area in the Bible, that the people that were making all the money off of all the bad things they were promoting, they got mad, and they didn't like it. Well, you better believe the pusher doesn't like. The street doctor don't like it when all of a sudden a couple of his people don't want that anymore don't need that anymore don't desire that anymore now you're messing with the man's income and after all the poor guys got to live right oh how the devil can bring sympathy we don't want sympathy do we we want compassion and you better put your compassion in the right place. You better put it on these innocent victims that from an early age are co- turned into runners and then they grow up to be pushers and street doctors and their lives are ruined and they're ruining other lives. You better tell yourself God is bringing a change to people's lives and the change is for the good and that little girl says I don't do that. I don't go there. I don't want that. The young man says I don't need a gun. This is my gun. This is my sword. My weapons are not carnal but They're spiritual and mighty through God. That's why David, when he went into, was called to go into Saul. And Saul said, you going to go fight that giant? He said, yes, I'll fight that giant. Who's that giant to defy the the church or the people of the living God? And, And Saul said, well, here's my armor. And David basically, he was nice about it and used a nice phrase, but basically what he was saying, I don't need what you got. I got this. I got this. I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Spirit of the Lord. I got the Word of God. I've got the power and the guidance and the purpose and the direction. Got a garment of praise here. My weapons are greater than your weapons. Your weapons are weapons of destruction and death. Ah, but our weapons, they, they build up, they edify, and they give life. What a difference. That God change is a good change. It's the best good change available. It is what He chose to bring to planet Earth Himself. And He said, I'm coming, and I'm going to, uh, so to speak, roll up my sleeves, and I'm going to work and and i'm going to i'm going to do for you what nobody can do for you and the devil has played havoc with this planet and the inhabitants of this planet he said but I made a promise and I keep my promises and when the fullness of time was come he came and he said I'm going to send forth something here that's anointed and it's going to open prison doors it's going to, it's going to take away your mourning and your sadness and your depression and I'm going to replace it with an oil of gladness I'm going to give you a garment of praise we're going to get rid of the dirt we're going to get rid of the filth. and that's why when they came to the church house to pray and there's a guy every day the same old same old same old same old and he's laying there and he can't do nothing and they pray for him in the name of Jesus and he's healed the man is leaping he's praising he's worshiping and they're all looking at him like how'd you do that you did that wow you're somebody <laughs> and they said oh no don't look on us like it's our own selves and our own holiness he said oh no by the name of of Jesus Christ. This man stands here before you whole. Yes, sir. Oh, he made a great change in that guy's life. He didn't have to have anybody take him out there and lay him down or come back and pick him up and take him home. Oh no, he's on his own Holy Ghost God changed steam now. He's up and leaping and praying. Everybody knew. And they wanted to say something negative about it, but it was a notable miracle. Everybody knew. You know that you are a miracle and everybody in this town will see and know that that young man don't act that way anymore. That young lady's not like that anymore. That person, that adult, that people all through this congregation, you can be. That person that repents and gets changed. You get the God change. They say, you got change? Say, yeah, I got God change. <laughs> I don't need your change. I got milk, too. It's called the, the, the Word of God. That beginning stages of the Word of God in my life. That's my milk. Amen. And when I need meat, and I get mature enough and grown up in God, I'll get that, too. Because strong meat belongs to them that have matured in God. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Oh yeah, he makes good change. Man, you know when he came walking home that day and that fella been laying all them years ever since he was born, he couldn't couldn't walk, and now he comes walking home. You know somebody looks and Woo! What happened to you? Now that's right. You know that's what people are gonna say when you don't act like you used to act. And you don't you don't argue and quarrel and fuss and fight, and you don't have that nasty old attitude anymore. But there's been a God change. Your heart, right here—not the physical pump. Your heart, the seat of your thoughts and your emotions, has been changed for the good. He reached to the inside of that cup and he cleaned it out. You know, cleaned it out. That's why uh, we had to get a transmission for a little car that we're giving to somebody, and and uh, uh, you said giving to somebody. Yeah, we do that sometimes. Just depends on you know. What the circumstances are, and so and how cooperative some people are being, and how what's good it's going to do and be used for. So, I uh, the man that delivered it, he said, "Now make sure whoever's putting that thing in that you tell them they got to flush out all the old lines that are going to be hooked up to this new transmission." He said, "You got to get all the dirt out and all the little pieces of metal and fragments of things because if you don't do that." And you hook it up. I said, it's going to run right in there. It's going to ruin this one. He said, that's right. And so I relayed that message, even though I pretty much figured the mechanic knew all about that. But, you know, I did it tactfully and nicely. and For the record's sake, to say it. And uh, what I'm saying to you is that's what Jesus does. He don't leave. He saves us to the uttermost. He cleans out everything. He gets out every remnant and every leftover and every old, dirty, nasty thing. He reaches in there and he cleans first. He cleans the inside of the chalice, of the cup. He gets all the inside of us. You know, somebody said, oh, you're brainwashed. I said, good, because my brains needed a good washing. They needed a washing in the blood. They need a washing in the blood of the Lamb. They need a washing in the blood of Jesus' name, baptism. They need to be washed. Yes, they do, because I'm going to have a new life going to be a new person walking in my shoes everybody said amen you know that's why me and my wife are here today almost 40 years down the road (laughs) because she saw it wasn't just a fad it wasn't just a little passing fancy wasn't just a little way to jump into something for a little while she saw a positive God change for the good and it made her sit up and take notice Maybe I, maybe I better reconsider my thoughts about this. Maybe I better go down there and take another look and be in another service. And pretty soon she was joining me in the baptismal tank, and my pastor baptized both of us. And there ain't been no looking back, church family. There ain't no, there ain't no reverse. My R stands for race. We're going forward. The king's business requires haste. we got a job to do. And my God made a good God change, and he wants to make it in your life. He wants to turn you around. He wants to give you a spirit of praise and worship. He wants you to be happy in the Holy Ghost. He wants you to be happy. Everybody said, praise the Lord. He wants you to, you know, it said that they'd be called in a righteous manner the trees of the Lord. Bearing that fruit. The Bible said the trees of the Lord, you know, they're full of sap. That means you're full of the Holy Ghost. It means you're full of the nutrient that produces the fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit is joy. And it's love and it's peace and so many other good things, nine of them. And this is what that that Holy Ghost is going to produce in your life if you'll stay connected. You want to let God get you delivered from the things that have been dragging you down and destroying your life. Everywhere the church went, people were responding and they were coming out of darkness. They were coming out of sin. They were coming out of clubs. They were coming out of bars. They were coming off of street corners. They were getting away from all the filth and the coming out of gangs. They were getting away from all the junk and they were finding out that Jesus makes a God change in your life. He makes it. i ch- I'm repenting, Lord. I'm sorry for the way I've lived. I'm sorry for the things I'm involved with. And I want to be changed. I want to change, and that's where it starts. You waiting for your change? It change is here. And it has started with the day that He started the church and poured out His Spirit for the first time for whosoever will. And you're a part of that. Shall we remain standing? You can be a part of that. You can have a change. You need to see. You need to. Your mind needs to register how good. This god change will but you don't want religion. You don't want to. I've had people. Pete, come here. I've had people. You have people come and they shake your hand. Okay, go back over there. Don't you feel different? No, I don't feel different at all. That's why one guy went down to Australia, down under, and they announced when he was all done, They said he said 50,000 have made a decision for Christ. 30 days later, the government issued a response and said they're all the same. Ain't nothing changed. I, I've met people like that. They told me, they said, well, they told me up there when I shook the hand and signed the card and said, me too. Took Christ as my personal Savior, which is not in the Bible. But I did it because they told me to do it. And I said, yeah. And he said, yeah, and I still smoke the same brand. I still drink the same stuff. Still go to the same places. I'm still the same on me. He said, I don't understand. I understand. I understand. I'd like to help you to understand that you just got shortchanged. It's a short change. I don't want the short change. I want the God change. You know. You know, you never... You never seen those, those, those children? Come here. This world and religion will shortchange you. You're going to go away, lacking terribly and you don't have to want you don't have to lack because the Lord said I want to be your shepherd and when I'm your shepherd you're not going to want I'm going to lead you right down to where the grass is green you're not going to have to poke your head through the fence at something else that appears to be green when it's no good for you it's wild grass it's loco weed and going to feed your wild nature and you're going to wind up in hell for all of eternity no he said I'm going to lead you where the grass is green and the waters are still and cool and peaceful and tranquil I'm going to make a chain is going on. Peace is coming in. I'm getting rid of the sin, and I'm bringing the holiness of God into your life. And that's what? The God change. And it's all started, and you can join in and be a part of it. You just join right in and rank, and you say, I'll repent. I'm going to repent. I'm believing what it's saying. I'm going to repent because that's what it's saying. Okay, Lord, I'm sorry, and I want to make an about face. I don't want to go in that direction towards the devil I've been going on. I want to turn around and go towards you now. I want to make my way, and I make my way step by step by the Word of God. Yeah. And after I repent, the Word of God tells me to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And that all my sins will be forgiven that I've just repented of and turned away from. And then the Bible, the Word of God tells me that I will receive the gift, the free gift, subject matter, of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. God has done all this for you, and including telling you His name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. That's his name above every name. He's got all the names, Alpha, Omega, Beginning, Any, First, and Last. He's got them all. They're all his. But one day, in the fullness of time has come, he said, Now, today's the big day, because I'm going to announce to you the name above every name, and it is the name you use when you ask for anything. And you can ask, Help me to repent. Lord. I repent in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to change. I want to repent, and I want to be converted. I want to change. I want a God change to begin in my life, a godly change, God doing it. It ain't my human spirit, okay? It's not me trying to convince everybody that I'm okay, you know? It's God doing something truly and genuinely in my life. I'm going to get baptized in Jesus' name, get all my sins washed away, get that big load of sin out of my life, and God's going to replace it all with an oil of gladness. He said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible types the gift of the Spirit of the Lord as oil oil of gladness, and there is oil in the dwelling of the wise. You want to get where the wisdom of God is, where the good gift of the Holy Ghost is, where the name of Jesus is, and you're there today. Let's lift our hearts with our hands, and you right now. doesn't matter who you are. We repent every day, so you just go ahead and repent. I want to repent, Lord. I want you to help me, Lord. I don't want to do it wrong any longer. I don't want to say it wrong any longer. I don't want to be the victim of a smart-aleck spirit. think I know it all more than anybody else. I don't want to run with the crowd because the crowd's running in the wrong direction. I want to go with them to say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. That's where I want to go. I don't want to hang out with the people that have got jokes. I I want to be sober. I want to be serious. I want to remember that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to get away from. I don't want to wind up in the wrong place. I don't want my life. Somebody was shot here recently and they said, oh, we weren't going for you. We meant to get somebody else, but they got him. Fifteen years of age. He's gone. It's over. You're here. Right now you're here. You have your opportunity. God, make that change in my life. Make that change for the good. Make that lasting change. Come on, Lord. I'm here and I'm repenting. I want to be changed. I want to be converted. I want my sins blotted out in water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want to receive the times of refreshing the Holy Ghost that comes from your presence. Let's let the hearts of our hands and begin to make our way. All of our men over here.
2: All of our ladies
1: over I'm here. Let the children get in close.
2: Come in behind Jesus. them. Make He's room. Calling. Come in tight. He said his grace Come on now his the light will flow freely, it will provide a healing. I'm running oh, yeah. to the birth. You see, I'm running to the birth. If the light will flow freely. I'm running to the mercy I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the mercy seat where Jesus He's calling. He said His grace would cover me. His blood will flow freely. It will provide a healing. I'm running.